0: Thank you for downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and give us a rating and review on iTunes. And now, on with the show. Shut up
1: and sit
2: down. This week on JBT Pod, we'll be chatting all things NBA in the Busikman Well Scale with a special guest. Together, we'll be touching on whether the league got it right with their all-star starters, whether Kemba Walker will be a perfect fit for the Spurs, and we'll be breaking down the Paul Pierce-Isaiah Thomas debacle. We'll be discussing Al Horford's claim to Defensive Player of the Year, whether Markel Fult will reach his full potential as an NBA player, and if the Cavs-Warriors rivalry is officially dead. So shut up, sit down, because JBT is about to begin. Good morning, afternoon, or evening from wherever you're listening across the world. Welcome to this edition of Just Ball Things NBA podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on iTunes and follow us on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Nick Busink, and I'm going to skip the random fact today because we have got some important, important news. With me today, we have, of course, the J-Man, Jack Manuel. How are we, mate? Yeah, well, don't
0: worry about me. Go to the other person; he's much and... more
2: important. We have a special guest on JBT today. We have the host of the Celtics Express podcast, Jesse Corwin, mate. Welcome to the show,
1: guys. Thanks for the hospitality. It's great to be here.
0: Great to have you, sir. You're an absolute pro. I've appeared on um, Jesse's podcast, Celtics Express, uh, at Real J Corwin on Twitter. Make sure you give him a follow. He is a must follow. His podcast is a must listen. Uh, it is an honor to have a legend such as himself on wow. our show. <laughs>
2: Mate, that is that is one of the best. That is one of the best brown noses I've ever heard. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you can catch uh, Jesse stuff, uh, Celtics Express uh, at Celtics Express if you want to follow his uh, pages, uh, Twitter page. I didn't say that right. Uh, Real at Real Jay Corwin as well is his own personal Twitter, and you can find him on. Well, you can give this spiel. Where can you find your podcast?
1: Yeah. At Celtics express to the spot, of course, iTunes, blog, talk radio, uh, everywhere they sell fine podcasts, you know? And so we, uh, we come out generally two to three mornings a week and we're quick. We're like 10 to 15 minutes, lots of sound, quick interviews, really, uh, relevant stuff. And so we're trying to get in and out for you. And, uh, You know, have a little fun along the way, and uh, yeah, so check us out.
2: Beautiful, beautiful, nice quick podcast we tend to waffle on a little bit, so if you hate the sound of our our voices, it seems like the Celtics Express is the way to go. Anyway, we will crack on here with this uh, podcast. We'll introduce you, and this is good because I really want to know how the outside perceive this uh, section, (laughs) because it is very convoluted, which is a sort of theme on JBT. The Busic Manuel Scale coined by us. So for those of you in, who are new, Jesse yourself included, it's a JBT created scale that sums up how likely things are to happen in the NBA. All right, so we rate news, we rate rumors, anything. So we scale it on four uh, rungs, I guess, ladder rungs. Um, we scale it from alternative fact, so not going to happen. Twitter fact, it has a little bit of credence to it. Wikipedia fact, you'd be willing it to cite it on your essay, but not Sorry, to use it in your essay, but not cite it, um, and just straight up fact. Google Scholar, this is a accredited scientific fact. Are we? Are you with me? <laughs> I
1: I I love it. It's fantastic. Okay. Brilliant. Yes, something, <laughs> we, the people understand. At least
2: one person understands to We've got some. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. You just made my day, mate.
1: I mean, I'm just amazed you were you were able to stay out of the Republican. Uh, realm from uh, the US and put anything about fake news well alternative well
2: alternative fact was uh, was was inspired by the by the great overlord himself anyway (laughs) yes
1: yes the yes our overlord oh Jesus
2: yeah (laughs) alright first uh, first point here mate three Cavs players went to the media to voice their concerns about their chances against the Warriors obviously saying some uh pretty heavy stuff anonymously there. So I ask you and I ask Jack as well obviously. The Cavs Warriors rivalry dies in those words. And I say that because the rivalry there there's no competition anymore. That's that's this is why how I've perceived these comments. Their past record, I think it's like 7 out of the last 8 times that includes the playoffs, they've lost to the Warriors so is there a rivalry there now? So, give, get, Jack, you want to start this off? Just give us an idea of uh, how the scale works. Yeah. Where are you putting this one?
0: So at? I'm going to give this I am giving this a Twitter fat, Nick. I reckon there's some credence to it. But, you know, I still think that the Cavs are the, the Eastern Conference contender. Um, despite all the rumblings, you know, the fact that they're playing trash against the Thunder right now, um, they st- still have LeBron James. Now, Jesse Celtics are probably the team on the come-up. Uh, you could probably make a, a case for Toronto and their newly revamped offense, and both those teams would be almost more fun in the finals. You could you could almost say because seeing some new blood, and the Celtics got a W against the Warriors earlier in the year. So I guess in terms of recent uh, history, um, the Celtics are the team that were, are more likely to be a rival, an up and coming rival. And the Cavs certainly aren't on that level anymore. And you know they've been making you know, lots of demands. You know they went to athletic and ESPN and all all these different sources. Um, I think that they've been rumored for trades from bloody you know Kemba Walker, Lou Williams to bloody Air Bud, <laughs> Bud and the Monstars. It's it's, it's everyone. <laughs> Air Bud would be sick. Air right. Bud would be a good. I reckon he'd be. a good, he'd be a good fit. Yeah. Maybe a maybe te- maybe Team Wolf on the on the perimeter as well. Get a couple. <laughs> yeah. Get a couple.
1: They need a perimeter defender, Team Wolf would be perfect.
0: <laughs> I think JR certainly doing nothing for him, but um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a Twitter fat nick just because I think there's something to it. You got something there for me, but I still think the Cavs have LeBron James, so th- that is what it is.
2: Jesse, what's your take on this one? Right.
1: Matt? I'm gonna have to peel back the onion on this one a bit. I, I think I have to separate this between um are they so are they actually done? That real fact.
2: Ooh. Is that you're done.
1: That that's an alternate fact because, as we know, sports is emotional. I don't put a ton of credence in that. Guys get out there; they're trying to push each other through the media because they don't have the balls to talk to each other one-on-one, or, <laughs> they're, or they're, <laughs> happens, man, or they're or they're frustrated. So you say something, or you know, things are taken out of context. We're hearing these things two, three, four people down the line, sometime or. You know, when you hear someone say something versus when you see it written, it's an entirely different sentiment. Mm. So there's a lot of variables there for me. I don't put, you know, I'll, I'll go somewhere between an alt fact and a Twitter fact. There, probably closer to an alternate fact. In reality, do it, are the Cavaliers done? Yeah, they're cooked.
0: Ooh. See, unless, yeah. Nick, unless now, they make a major roster big.
1: change before by next month, they have zero chance of leaving the Eastern Conference. See, ooh, ooh, Nick, ooh. this
0: is why we need Jesse on this podcast on a regular occasion. He makes hot takes that was, uh, unlike me I sit on the fence I'm that very, was the I'm hottest very take on this the the Cavs are I th- done I'm, I
2: think the rivalry is over because they can't I'm giving this a Wikipedia fact this is more I'm giving this more than you guys give it credit for because mentally mentally it seems that Warriors have their number um, the 3-1 the 3-1 defeat you know the famous 3-1 comeback was due to two players being injured and suspended and there's no there's no two ways about that um i think that yep. a rivalry can't exist if there's no competitive edge if the warriors just keep you know beating the calves then where's the where's the competition then that's, well, well hey that's nick where check I it out it. Yeah.
1: so it, it has been a rivalry there's no doubt yeah of it, course of course it has been the war the warrior the Warriors are built to sustain. The Cavaliers, their they're, they're you know their star is burning out for sure here pretty quickly. It, it appears hmm. they just they don't have the front office capability the Golden State Warriors have, and they they you know it's a it's a house built on a f- foundation versus like a nice condo in the sky. And yeah, very them, true. When a hurricane comes ain't ain't gonna be around. <laughs> so it's, I mean, knowledge it's, it's, hot takes. It's snakes, been sweet for a few years, but man, I don't I don't see it continuing.
2: Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, uh, we'll move on to the next one. Bit of a Celtics um, Celtics one. Jalen Rose was right in his comments to call Paul Pierce petty regarding the whole, I shouldn't have to explain it, but the whole shirt um, you know, number retirement with Isaiah Thomas. Um, so two parts here. P- Paul Pierce is petty, and Isaiah Thomas does deserve a tribute video from Boston. Jesse, we'll give you this one.
1: All right. First off, shout out Tom Petty, who passed last year. Who's amazing, massive, uh, obviously. Um, secondarily, the word Petty, I find kind of, I don't know, I I find it nondescript and vague. So in this circumstance, first off, love Jalen Rose. I think he's one of the best NBA, um, you know, voices out there. Preach. I think he's really knowledgeable, really, really funny. Um, so I love his stuff. Paul Pierce, obviously who loves basketball uh really you gotta uh, aside from say lakers fans you gotta love paul pierce um is obviously in boston it's a big deal his jersey's going up february 11th so you guys all know the background isaiah thomas came to town they were gonna give him the video tribute he's like nah my you know i'm hurt my thing not here." not here and so first off i have a problem um with, with that apology we got from Isaiah Thomas, kind of, and I, t- I spoke about this on Celtics Express, kind of the way it was worded, the semantics of it. It was like, since this caused uh, a big controversy, I will, blah, blah. It's like, he he should have known when the date was. It was in taste. and if you didn't, come out and say that. We all knew the Celtics weren't going to do his video tribute on February 11th. It wasn't going to happen, even if Paul Pierce said nothing. And so, moving on to Paul Pierce these situations where we heard whether it was that afternoon on the jump on sports center on the 6 we saw him in a couple other things talk about the issue he didn't bring it up and you know this is i mean this guy bled you know uh, sweated and cried we'll say for boston for
0: years wasn't he titles shot? like in his summit uh, in boston or like he, he got into some yeah like-
1: maybe yeah 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 i don't I recall yeah or maybe he was shot Jeez. i don't recall jesus he, he he was stabbing boston's a wonderful mayor road guys, you guys let, I, let look this up. I I look i i don't recall the facts of that but um he's a revered figure in boston
0: stabbed sure. he was stabbed he was yeah, stabbed, stabbed. yeah damn. so it's, it's i mean it's, it's still some uh, physical violence so he literally did bleed for the organization jesse
1: yeah, yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> um, I was kind of, but, um, but yeah, I mean, he was, you know, he's an unbelievable figure here, and that's a night that, I mean, if you think about it, it's insane. The whole thing's, obviously, they would never do it. So for Paul, people, the way he did, I had no problem with it. I thought I thought he did it, you know, in a fairly classy manner when he could tell he was clearly annoyed. I think the big, I think the big not squashing the whole thing sooner when Isaiah Thomas allegedly had asked them to push it back. And they had apparently obliged and said they will do it February 11th. That went on for about a week. This thing came out. So I, I kind of think the Celtics could could have taken the, um, you know, the driver's seat there and squashed that pretty quick. And that would have caused a lot less. Yeah, of an issue.
2: definitely. I a hundred percent agree with all your sentiments. Like, um, you're right. I mean, Paul, this is his night. He's a Celtics legend. Just give it to him. Like he's earned. He's earned it. I would be. I mean, I would be shitty um, if I was. Uh, yeah. If I. I f- mean- if I was in that position. I mean, this is my night. It's my jersey retirement. I don't want other. I don't want another guy taking my spotlight.
0: Can, uh, see, I think that it's almost both. I, like Paul Pierce was. He's like, look, uh, I get what Jesse's saying in terms of the word petty. It is like you know, undescriptively b- vague. But the, the, when Jalen Rose called him out in the video, and you see his immediate reaction, and like the like he he pretends he's like chewing gum, like that sort of mouth thing that he does. <laughs> um, but it was, and it was, look, it's, and he deserves to be petty because like uh, he's an absolute legend, uh, one of the, the absolute greats of Boston. But at the same time, um, Isaiah Thomas does deserve a tribute night. Like, this is a guy that played for the Celtics after his sister died and literally gave his he's, You might have said that um, he gave blood, sweat, and tears, Paul Pierce, but Isaiah Thomas gave Boston his heart. And that's saying something as well. And, yes, it might have only been for a year, but, you know, it's, it wasn't on his own accord that he was traded. So I think I agree with both of you because I think this is on Danny Ainge. Like, Danny like. It's, it's, good, more,
2: it's more. on Boston scheduling. I mean, come on. you got a Google Calendar. How how can you how can you screw that up? Be like, okay, I, I won't do it this time because I'm injured. I'll do it next time. You know, if uh, I don't, I don't work in events management, but I would uh, then. <laughs> I would then, you know, check my calendar and be like, hey, the next time you play is Paul Pierce's jersey retirement. It's either now or never. Yeah, you know, I mean, because you you, like you put preference so to Pierce, you put preference to Paul Pierce, because he is your well, guy.
0: Well, Jack, I think of- Jack yes. can and
1: I, I just quickly want to address your your uh, comments about Isaiah Thomas, who has, you know, you said he does deserve a video tribute, and and perhaps he does, but at the same time, he's really left a huge stain on his time in Boston, you know, because you said it, it was on his it wasn't on his own accord he left town which is mostly true, but not entirely because, you know, in Paul Pierce's early career, you didn't hear a lot about contract status. He didn't, um, you know, he didn't miss a lot of games due to injury, um, you know, as we referred to earlier as well. And, you know, he wasn't going out in the media talking about backing up the Brinks truck every two weeks. And next year, well, we were in the midst of a playoff run and and he was getting injured. And then the next year for this to happen – you know, so I, I put I put a lot of blame on Isaiah for this, and I thought the apology was pretty half-assed, to be honest. And he got a lot of na- nationally here, he got a lot of credit, Isaiah Thomas being the bigger man. And uh, yeah, I it that's was definitely how it came across yeah. for my taste. Yeah, yeah.
2: All yeah. oh, right, a bit of a mixed bag on that one. I like it. I like it. This this third this ex- the third panelist is it's spicing things. It's up. like I love it's, it.
0: it's it's it's. A- 'Cause like it's it's always like 50 It's like, either Nick and me like arguing at each other or like and that's just how it is. But now we have a third person. It's almost like third okay, well I like guess it. like, the, the other person is is obviously wrong. And in this case it's me <laughs> it's two against one and by my democracy and we all know democracy rules, Nicholas. Especially Usually, in J- I know. In J- it's
2: good. We're progressing. Usually it's very um very much of dictatorship because I am hosting and I am. <laughs> and you. And you have. The, and I have all have the power. Um, yes. Yeah. I can mute you right this second, mate. So you be careful. Um, well, next. Well, please go to the next one. Next one here, another Celtics-inspired uh, one. And I thought this was a bit of an interesting one. I heard this on the starters were giving a lot of uh, love to Al Horford for defensive player of the year. I wanted to hear an expert's uh, point of view on this one. Because so I, I think it's there. I think it's I think it's warranted. A bit of a <laughs> cheeky, cheeky Wikipedia fact for this one for me. But um, what do you reckon, Jesse?
1: Oh, Uncle Al, um, yeah, he's been awesome. Um, so you know the story coming in for the Celtics this season. They had this massive roster overhaul. They kept what like four players on the roster and uh, pretty good defensively last year, winning fifty three games and being. Um, you know, a very good defensive team, you know, obviously with offensive uh, struggles big time. But going into the season, the big question was getting rid of Avery Bradley mm. um, and some other guys. Um, uh, how would the Celtics look going into this year defensively? You know, we were we turning into the the Houston Rockets all of a sudden, but a crappier version, you know, was kind of the fear. And so coming into the season, that was a big problem. And. You know they've been answered. The, the young guys, Tatum and J- uh, Jalen Brown, have stepped up. Their length and versatility is unbelievable. Aaron Baines, uh, you got You're
2: getting Doing productivity work. out of a player that just needs a haircut. But I, mean, I, I know that, that's, just not a, <laughs> that's not a legitimate thing. But like, I really well, didn't think you would get this amount the, of production uh, from Baines.
1: Man bun uh, quota after we lost <laughs> Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> so,
2: very true. Very true.
1: So so. He, so he, but no, but he's. I'm a massive fan of Aaron Baines, The way he plays vertically in the post on defense, with his arms straight up, his footwork, he's just strong as a. And he, you know, he's got a soft little touch with that jumper as well. And he, you know, the, those little details are huge when you're trying to sp- spread the floor on offense. So hmm. all those things coming in, the the defense. You know, Al Horford straight up is the best defensive player on the best defensive team, and it, that's huge. Not only you know we've seen him. Defender, wings can get out there and really pressure the ball, knowing they have guys like Al Horford and you know Aaron Baines and unders and others. Excuse me, um, underneath to help out. So Al Horford as a help defender is unbelievable. His length, his footwork, at his rebounding, which gentlemen, let's not forget, is part of defense. It is because until yes, you have the ball, until you have the ball, you are on defense. So his rebounding numbers, a big time this year. Um, you know, last year the Celtics were back and rebounding. Now they're they're edging up into the top ten. Their defensive rating is is near the top. Al Horford in all major defensive metrics in the top ten. Hmm. Um, so then you go to his on ball defense, like uh, he you know Porzingis. I think he held him to I don't know twelve points in a game. Giannis held him to very decent numbers. Um, all these guys in the East we see him matching up with. That he's uh, really doing a great job on this season. Um, you know, you talk about being the guy with with the matchups um, every night, night in and night out. And you're the number one defensive team, and that's carrying you. when you have on or off, not now, but you know, still the best record in the East. At times, the best record in the league. Massive winning streaks, huge defensive efforts, mm. um, very good rim protection, and your rebounding. I think that's you know, that's hard to argue against.
2: Yeah, I, 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 agree. I agree with you I agree. there like the the rebounding, because correct me if I'm wrong, Al Horford in previous years was known to be quite a bad rebound I mean like that's that, that's like been, cool. like that's that been was... the
1: Achilles heel of his career yeah exactly
2: exactly He's Sorry, been, I'll, I'll...
1: you know dub is kind of yeah. a soft player, he couldn't rebound him. and so that's why you know when you look at the improved defensive efficiency and mm. you add the rebounding to it i mean it's i mean it's 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 remarkable yeah, I, mean, I mean it's borderline proved player of the year.
2: Yeah, well, that's right. Uh, Jack, you wanted to chime in on something? Eh? Yeah,
0: so I'm, I'm going to give it a, a tweet at Nick because I think he is certainly in that in that race. Um, and when we were talking about it on the mid-season awards show, um, it was a miss of us not to sort of have him higher up in the standings. Um, I think Paul George is a contender. Uh, Draymond Green, I think, right now is probably leading that race um, just purely because a tall defender one of the best defensive schemes and offensive schemes mind you like we've ever seen um mm. draymond can uh defend the rim at an elite level he can defend the perimeter at an elite level his, his ability to switch so as much as i dislike the dude and like i like uh, apart from the fact that he makes an awesome meme and an awesome gif um <laughs> i just i just can't i can't stand him but i think he's probably leading this race right now but if the celtics continue in their winning ways and can somehow somehow, like, conjure up a 65-win season. It's going to be hard to argue against Al Horford and even Corey Irving for the MVP. But uh, I think he's just uh, a nudge under some of those really uh, elite, elite. So he's probably, like, third or fourth in, a in like, a five-man race right now. So I'll give it a Twitter, Nick.
2: All right, fair enough. Now, I'm giving this a um, a Wikipedia. Just, uh, I, I think there's there was more... There was more to this than I thought. I never really gave him the time of day until it was brought up, and I'm like, "Hey, that's a actually an a, excellent point. Best defensive player on the best defensive team, as you said, Jesse. Um, traditionally, that's that's where MVPs went the best player on the best team. You know, um, so right. we'll go with uh, tradition there. Um, with one one more here, oh one more. Oh Maybe wait, we'll, Nick, 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 I, I
1: I messed I messed up. I didn't even get to give my rating. I oh right! All right,
2: ramble. defensive player. Defensive player. So, it, yeah, how, how, how,
1: just when they recall back on the JB, records. I want it just to be clear. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go uh, back with that.
2: Oh bang! Love it, mate. The amount of times that I've just spoken, just waffled, and not even given a rating, man, it's <laughs> ridiculous. I right, do that a lot. I, I, I forget. To like just yeah, talk about what I want to talk about. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, next one here. Kemba Walker has been put on the trade block uh, by the Charlotte Hornets in the past few days. Uh, our question here: Kemba Walker would be a perfect fit for the Spurs, especially with the news that Kawhi Leonard uh, will be out for an indefinite period with complications in recovery with his quadricep. Quad, Jack. Yeah. Um, um, I'll, Nick, I'll send this I'm one to you go- first.
0: Sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a a fact, Nick. I. Ooh. I think that the the Spurs were looking for Kyle Lowry, George Hill. Um, uh, uh, plenty of star point guards. You know, Tony Parker's aging. DeJounte Murray has been good, but hasn't sort of shown that that big leap yet. So I think if they can you know, send out a couple of assets, which they do have, um, they've got DeJounte Murray, who's a nice prospect. Kyle Anderson's a nice prospect. Paddy Hills is a decent piece. Um, you know, you can chuck in, t- in like a Bertans um, or whoever you want to do. He's a hell of a shooter, Who- man. Shooter. And yeah. you know, I think Charlotte is, is, it was a shock to, to Kemba. We saw him, his comments earlier, I think yesterday. Um, so I, I think that the Spurs would be a great fit. I think Detroit's in the running. We mentioned the Cavs are in the running. Um, so I, I think for me, the best fit is San Antonio. And I think that makes them a legitimate contender and takes the ease off of Lamarca Soldiers having an elite point guard. We saw him uh, develop a really good chemistry with Lillard back in Portland. I think having an elite point guard like a, a Kemba who can play off ball, a guy who can kick it out to, and, you know, nail the three. Kemba is criminally underrated because he's playing for such a, tr- yeah, a trash very, franchise. Very true. Um, putting some absolute shade on the goat. Uh, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, if MJ's there, <laughs> I didn't mean to. If MJ, if MJ is listening, sir, then uh, I, I still buy your shoes. I still buy your hood. Apology but, uh, not accepted, Jack. Uh, Well, if, I can't I can't trust the goat too much because uh he is the goat. No, boy. he deserves it. Uh but <laughs> well, yes, he's uh, you're the goat at one thing, doesn't mean he's are the goat at everything. That's a, that's very true. He's a much better player than he is a gym uh, and owner, that's for sure. But yeah, I think the Spurs would be perfect for him. Uh, Jesse, what do you think? Um is San Antonio the spot for, for Kemba? Jack, you know what I'm sick of hearing? I love you.
1: I'm sick of hearing San Antonio is the best spot for for everybody. of course everyone wants to go to san antonio why would Pop, you want to go to the, the greatest best, coach in the world it's
2: the best spot for everyone i mean fit. i could go there
1: everyone's a good fit yeah i'll go there i'll put up two, put up six points a game i mean
2: <laughs> love it no so um
1: i'm going to um so what is the exact question will he get traded
2: no is he well, a is perfect he- fit can you foresee for a I mean, that, that's much more or I less mean, a, like, no-brainer if you're if you going by that theory, Jesse. Like, then obviously, I mean, everyone's a perfect that, fit.
1: That's a real fact. Here, here's the thing. I'm, I got a couple points on this. One, Kemba Walker is a player. Um, you know, he's the only reason the Charlotte Hornets aren't the worst, or, or the, he, he's the only reason they aren't the worst team. Um, it's been that way for, for three seasons. Mm. He needs to make a leap and being able to pass better out of double teams, stop turning his back on the, on the on the rim, and, you know, finish more consistently and some other little things. But he's an amazing talent. He's a really good um, floor general. He's clearly a leader, really a hard worker, clearly wants to win. And, gentlemen, I mean, if I'm the Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm trying to go all in on a guy like this. Um, so, you, you know, because I, I think they just need they need more juice. They need more juice. He's a really good on-ball defender on the perimeter. Um, he's gotten much better in that aspect over the past couple of years. Offensively, he can carry a team for stretches. He's got a good jump shot. He can hit it from the outside. He's mm-hmm. got the clutch gene. Um, so I think he would be a good fit in a lot of places. Um, like, me personally, like I'm t- I am think he's right there with Kyler, um Yeah. Um, who I think is grossly overrated personally, but... I think Kemba Walker is a, a great fit for San Antonio or somewhere else. I do. I'm a big fan of Murray in San Antonio, so I hesitate mm. there. Mm. If I'm the if I'm the Cavaliers, I'm shipping out Isaiah Thomas, you know, and I'm getting back Kemba <laughs> and a, and, a, and trying to extract maybe another young piece or a pick from them. Brooklyn I'm pick, to go, and I'm trying,
2: um, That Brooklyn pick well, has to I'm go. That Brooklyn you, pick you, has to go. If Cavs want to move anything, they need to why? move that. They need. They need, like you said, they need pieces this year. What assets do they have? Well, okay.
1: Well, <laughs> that's like... well, here's the thing. Well, I, I think Isaiah Thomas. I think when you're in a spot like the Hornets, I think Jordan has had some relationship with Isaiah Thomas in the past. I think if they think that he could be he could be healthy again, which I'm not sold on. I don't think Isaiah is going to be a great fit in Cleveland. I think LeBron's out of town, so I think this is an opportunity for them to go grab a young guy they can build around in the backcourt. Maybe pick a Brooklyn's pick coming up. So I like that. My second point is just simply why do we even know about this? As a GM, you reach out, you go on your ESPN draft machine, you put punch up what trades might work for your team, and you reach out to those few teams. You don't flood the market and let everyone know the guy is available until you do your foot. That happens. If nothing works out, you then welcome the open market. You see this happen time and time again.
0: And it kills Kyrie. the
1: value of a trade. And it's just – and it can't happen at the professional level. It's
0: just – Yeah, I mean, I think because Rich, Rich Joe has known to be a, a, a quite a savage GM. Um, and for those uh, – shout out to his uh, Instagram little food blog that he's got going. That's uh, pretty fire for any uh, NBA <laughs> fans out there, any NBA foodie fans. Uh, he's pretty good at that. And he's been on plenty of pods. But, yeah, I, I agree with that, Jesse, because we, we saw what happened with Kyrie Irving. And you know, everyone was saying that it was LeBron that leaked it. But, you know, it could have been Dan Gilbert. It could have been Kobe Oldman. It could have been David Griffin. We don't know. So, yeah, it immediately lowers the trade value once that comes out. Um, I think that's a little bit
1: different of a situation, but, yeah. Yeah, point taken. What I'm saying is, like, if you're you're Charlotte and you want to move him, you reach out on the low, like, underground to these networks. Do you have any interest? Let's talk about it. And, you know, maybe that happened, but either you're asking too much or you're just going about it the entirely wrong way because – you know, a really good trade is one you don't hear about till it happens. So I'm just I'm really surprised at the amount uh, of leakage something like that gets and how quickly it happens.
0: Nick, do you
1: think
2: you could go to New
0: York? New York? Yeah, because um, he's a
2: he's a former have you, colleague Have you yeah. heard of it, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> that, that 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 city of apples, city of apples, the city of apples, city of apples. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I've heard of New York. Um, I wouldn't give up on Frank Nealakana like they're not in a place where they would need to win now um, like I Kemba like that, Kemba, yeah, Kemba would be great um, obviously like he's a star point guard like pick him up if you can um, it if it comes with Nicholas if it if it comes with a Batum contract though eh, eh, yeah. that's the that's a pretty gross contract <laughs> it's, it's very bad mil. It's Yeah. It, it's disgusting um which is why I mean I was I was I was curious to see how the um roster salary uh, so how the Cavs salary are going. He's saying trading Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas is on six million a year. That is it. That is nothing. That is a dirt cheap contract. Kempers on twelve. Kempers on twelve and Kemper's Batum's on, on twenty four or twenty two or whatever it was. Like the Cavs have have uh, salaried, if that's a, if I can use that as a verb, really really Tapped well. Out, mate. <laughs> but like. Um, if they decide to um, trade, um, you know, uh, Tristan Thompson, and get rid of uh, some of his room Shumpert. That's ten million there. Um, they can make room for Kemba, but it's not a like, the Cavs a huge can't trade Tristan Thompson. though.
1: everyone keeps saying that he's the only
2: guy that rebounds. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, they you'd need a, you'd need him. to trade him for a um, him. for for a DeAndre. You'd need to get another big power center there. That's that's yeah, all right. the rumblings there. But um, yeah. Um, whether he's a perfect fit for the Spurs, which is what the initial question was. Uh, yeah, I mean, the aging point guards there. I mean, obviously you've got Juante um, Murray as well, which I am high on as well. Um good. But um, yeah, I mean, Kemba is a great point guard working for a great uh, team and a great organization. What can go wrong? That's when he, you know, breaks his leg or something. And hopefully, God, <laughs> what can <to> go wrong? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and hopefully, that does not happen. Um, we'll move on with this one. All star, um, all star teams got announced. All star starters, rather, got announced this week. Um, so, Jesse, were the all star starters spot on? Did the league get it right, East and West? We'll uh Man. Well, the, f- the fans did um, so so, but this this is a collaboration of everyone. Fans are stupid. Thank you. I said this last <laughs> um, week.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's you know it's it's uh, fifty percent vote, twenty five percent media, twenty five percent players. You got ninety nine media members. Um, I know there were five of those ninety nine that left James Harden off completely, um, which oh, is which is pretty su- surprising. So the media uh, can
2: be stupid as well. I mean, let's let's be uh, real. So.
1: So, yeah, just to put that in perspective, what what this kind of means. And it's you know, it's all very interesting when there are there are a lot of compensation agreements and contracts that that are that circle around your all star notches and, and different meaningless awards like that. So that's pretty interesting that, you know, the, the basically the public can have so much effect on your contract. Um, so. Fair, I guess you could say uh, DeMarcus Cousins is on the edge, but he's having a pretty good season Um Westbrook in there, but only two backcourt players from the West. Mm. Um, so obviously, Harden and Curry get in there. But my biggest—that we're not going to get to see this draft, True. which I would, which I think Amen. would be unbelievably entertaining <laughs> and a, a huge missed opportunity uh, for the NBA. I mean, check it out, guys. It's a Friday night. You got Kevin Garnett hosting. You got um, you know 21. LeBron and 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 Steph right there making their picks. Um, you know, will, will LeBron pick Kyrie, um, you know, Kevin Durant's there. I mean, uh, you know, no Westbrook obviously now, but you know, we'll see these reserves, um, get, get added this week, but, um, I think they picked the teams January 25th, but, but yeah, I just think a, a real missed opportunity there for, for the all-star game. But as far as the, as far as the rosters go, I think they were pretty fair. Um, think some of the disparities you saw a guy like like Draymond, he was voted um, by the fans. He would have he would have been a starter, but then you add in the put the player and media vote, and he drops to like six or seven. Um, which so which, baff- which there? Me. Like that's oh. obviously I think he's a prick. So. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exa- exactly. <laughs> they they vo-
2: they're voting with their hearts, and I'm. A- Right, and he is an asshole. Like yeah, I think I, I, he's, I think yeah. he's funny, but he's one of my favorite players. He's just so good at what he does. Well, you
1: need those kind of guys. You need those players. Every good, well, team yeah, has exactly. A
2: player. Michael Jordan was an absolute asshole. Like
0: it, it's just
2: <laughs>
1: you guys are just really hating on the on the Jordan
0: tonight, <laughs> Nick. Oh my God, we can't keep doing this. <laughs> we to get we're, gonna get
2: we're gonna get shut down. <laughs> I
0: don't. I don't think anyone's going to listen to our podcast after they hear our shit on Michael Jordan. I mean, he
2: anymore. was, he's the greatest player of all time, but he was an asshole. apparently. I've never the met the guy. Yeah, but, um, but I don't even remember the question. Oh, that's right. The all-star stuff. <laughs> I, yeah, this always happens. <laughs> um, if I, if, if I, I, I can't justify putting Boogie yeah. as a starter. Like, I just can't, I can't do it. Yeah, it, two Pelicans cannot <laughs> cannot be starters. Pelicans—they're only like two games over five hundred. Come on, <sighs> that's my. Yeah, I,
0: I get, I get, I get, I get that to an extent, Nick. Um, I personally would have preferred to see LaMarcus Aldridge, mm. uh, you know, Draymond Green mm. is putting up ten seven and seven. Those are literally the same numbers as Lonzo Ball. Yes, there's I, I... intangibles involved and all that junk, but look, LaMarcus Aldridge is leading a top three team. And he's barely getting any love. And I mean, exactly. that's set the San Antonio way. This is, um, this is, so this is me off. I'll give it. Sorry, keep going. Keep I'll going. give it a wiki, Nick. I will, I will spiel. I'll, I was just going to say, I'll give it a wiki because it's pretty much fact. But, you know, yeah, DeMarcus is the only one that should be replaced by someone else. Yeah,
2: completely agree. I mean, this it is should what, just
0: be the top, the top five guys because, I mean, that's the problem is that we have
1: to pick positions. So, well, this, you know, so really cut yeah, some guys out. Like, obviously, Westbrook. Almost averaging a triple double again this year is yeah. better
0: than DeMarcus Cousins this season. You yeah. know, and I mean, I remember back in the day. I think it was on literally last year's pods. Nick and I were discussing about the fact that the NBA needs to bring back the center position because you know Joel Embiid, Chris Apples, Paul, Zingas, as all the Andre Drum, all these young centers are in the, are on the come up. But yeah, I think just that's a fair point to just put in the best five players. Um, you know, and whoever it may be, because Jimmy Butler. Uh, at a starter, despite the fact that you know he's leading the Minnesota Timberwolves, who he might be the
1: MVP, you guys. He might yeah. be the MVP right, right
0: now. Right now, he's certainly in the conversation with the way he's playing. It's ridiculous. Um, so I think there's, there's certainly some credence to that. I mean, this is a popularity contest at the end of the day. It's that's that's
2: exactly vote. exactly right. This is what pisses me off, and I voice this to you, Jack. But Jesse, you get a front row seat for this one. <laughs> this right, is what it, there, pisses now. me off about the all-star game it is you know when people um quote all-time greats he was a 12-time all-star he was a you know a a six-time all-star who it's it's a cosmetic event and people put so much emphasis on it when they're uh, talking hall of fame it almost seems more important than all nba teams which is absolutely ridiculous to me. Obviously the starters and and stuff it doesn't matter whether you make the team, yeah. that's what's important. But a player like LaMarcus Aldridge who is a who is in a better who's having a better season because he's wi- making his team win, he's leading. No one saw this coming from him is having a better season personally um than uh, Demarcus Cousins. The numbers are completely different. Granted, Boogie puts up these numbers, but where are the wins, Boogie? Where are, are you improving your team? No. Where are the wins, Boogie? Exactly. Where are the wins, Boogie? And at at the later stage of, of of his career, people will say, "Well, he was a you know a at by the end of his career, I'm willing to bet a ten time All Star." Like he is, he is an absolute superstar, and I'm not I'm not denying that. But in this specific instance. LaMarcus Aldridge deserves a lot more love than what he's getting than Demarcus Cousins because it's a popularity contest. I would not have a problem with the popularity contest if it wasn't such a key player in a career in a whole player's career. Like I'm all for the All Star well, game, but it take shouldn't
1: time to change, Nick. You know
2: it, it shouldn't be so important, and that's what annoys me. That's what pisses me off. Yeah. It is so important to a uh, to a player's career, but it is such a bullshit award. Oh, rant over.
0: Over. Bye. I, I,
2: need, I need to get that off my chest. This, all every year, this happens when all stars come around and then people get snubbed. I'm like, what are you doing? Ugh. Every year. Every year. About <laughs> every this year. Time. I'm going. I'm going great. See? All right. <laughs> a bit of a fun. A bit of a light one here, mate. A bit of a fun one. Uh, Joel and B is oh, now an all stars Hey star. guys, I got to. Uh, you got to You, you got to bounce. Hit the road here. You got to bounce. All right. Not a I problem. Do. Well, um, we'll we'll take a we'll yeah. take a break here. That's fine. To, but... That's all right. That's all right. We'll take a break. Thank up. you, Jesse. Uh, yes. Thank we'd you like guys to thank for Jesse having me. For, I'd love to do. It.
1: Yeah, love to do it again anytime. It's great show. Love listening to you guys. Keep up the hard work, and uh, we'll talk soon. Go Celtics! Celtics Express. Check
2: <laughs> us out. Too easy. So we'll take a break. We'll have some more. Uh, Busing Manuel Scale JB Team of the Week. All that jazz. Uh, on the other side. You're listening to JBT Podcast. Head over on iTunes and give us a rating and review. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. We will continue here with the Busek Manuel subscribe. Scale. how I'll had you, subscribe on iTunes, on iTunes, yes. Uh, follow Jesse on Twitter at Real Corwin. Yes, I think I got that right. That's just off the top of my head. Um, yeah, we're very happy to have him on the show. Uh, but let's kick on with just us two, mate. Um, unfortunately, Joel Embiid will take. Oh, well, I get sick of your voice sometimes, mate. You're an incredibly boring person. <laughs> um, Joel Embiid is now an all star starter, which means his date with Rihanna is back on the cards, if we remember from last year. Yeah, rude boy. Um, he expressed his dissatisfaction with the ultimatum. Uh, saying that t- saying on TNT that he'll move on to the next one, mate. He's just Ooh. openly openly disregarded Riri. Uh, so Joel was right to move on
0: from Rihanna. Alternative fact, Ooh, Nicholas. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, now, okay, I'll. Uh, alternative fact in one reason because Riri's a bad bitch, man. Like, you don't diss Riri. Like, she is. She's like an absolute queen. She ain't Beyonce, but like she's one of those 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 girls. That she's, she's absolutely she's She is music awesome. royalty. She she is modern day music royalty. Love her. Love her. Um, and Joel Embiid certainly won't be getting any S and M with her if he keeps dissing her like that. Um, but also, um, you know, I feel like that deserves some more credit, Nick. I mean, a reference to one of her songs. If Jesse was only going to give me a laugh there. Um, but also, uh, the fact that Riri is also, I think she's engaged to some like Saudi billionaire. So I don't think Joel was probably going to get a date anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he is an all star. So good for him. But you know uh, what? I did you, know what? You, the... you,
2: you know what Joel has said to uh, Riri? But they're not going to rook What's us. That? They're not going to rook us, mate. They're not. They, he, he, the, he's not going to let Riri rook him. It's like, I'm better than you, <laughs> bitch. That's exactly what but he that's,
0: said. That's uh, Okay, well uh, maybe he'll have to call up
2: Taylor Swift or something. Who knows? <laughs> he'll get his date. He's Joel. He's he's hilarious. He he's a sexy man He's well. yeah, exactly. He's a I mean, I I'd, I'd date him. I'm open, Joel. I, I am got. I am single for you. Only, you only for you. Um, I, mate, I trust all of the processes that he's bringing. If you know what I mean. I don't even think I know what I mean when I say that.
0: I don't know what you mean. I don't want to know what you mean. I want you to go to the next one. You're making me scared. But I also like it as well. uh, Because I think he's very sexy
2: too. Yeah. But he was right. Hashtag fact. Go. You do you, girl. You do you. Um, All right. Uh, Next one here. Um, In light of some uh, troubling video. Troubling. uh, Troubling video footage that has come out of Mark L. Fultz. Having a bit of a shoot around in the gym, um, showing a very very unorthodox shot, um, absolutely bricking it as well. Um, Mark L. Fultz will never reach his full potential as an NBA player. Jack, now, I don't like this question.
0: So let me let me speak, Nick. Before you shit on it, like you've already done the promo for it, <laughs> so we've got to speak about all right, it. All right, all right, all um, right. So. For those that haven't seen the video, check out the winger um, they did. Jason Concepcion did on his NBA desktop, and they showed the video. I think the best part of the video is Brett Brown standing under the basket, and he's almost like he's very regal, and he's like he's, he's like sending daggers to to Kell. And I, can't, I don't think that, that could be good for the kid. Plus, if when a guy's jump shot looks as good as mine, yeah, it's you're not in, you're not in good uh, company for that. Like, it's almost like Joe Kim Noah, like it's that trash. Mm. And this was a kid that was known for his shot. Mm. Um, just that hitch on his free throw—it just makes it, it, it. just every time I see it, I cringe. It's almost like whenever I see your face, Nick. It's oh, just like, yeah, I
2: know. It's like every, ev- it's an everyday struggle for me, Jack. I mean, imagine have <laughs> imagine living with this face. Like it's, it's difficult. Look,
0: you, lucky you are a, a glorious podcast host. But um, <laughs> I give this. It's hard to where to put this on the scale. I think it's there's a there's a Twitter fact because we don't want to we we love doing our hot takes here, uh, but at the same time, this kid's a baby. Uh, Joel Embiid was in the sort of similar situation. I mean, the Sixers are known for picking up guys that are bloody injured. Had same thing happened to Simmons. Same thing happened to Noel, um, and both of them right now are absolute superstars. Now, Markel may not reach the level of those because right now, Ben Simmons is almost an all star, and Joel Embiid is an all star. Hmm. Uh, it remains to be seen whether Mike can reach that status. Um, and his potential is all-star level. Like uh, Many were comparing him to sort of James Harden. Hmm. So I'm giving this a Twitter fact, or like like Jesse did in one of his other takes in between the alternative Twitter. I know you hate me when I do that. I mean, Jesse's allowed to the first time. So um, that's why I, I think it's it's not completely alternative because there is worries. There, there are legitimate worries. But at yeah. the same time, he... He's, like, he's played three games. Um, he's hurt his shoulder. What We don't know what's going on in that kid's head.
2: I mean, he could be out of the league for three years. If he comes into the league like Joel Embiid, then I'm a very happy camper. Um, yeah, will sort of like- will Forge reach his full NBA, um, full potential? I'm not even going to rate it. Like, it, it, you can't. If I'm going to rate it, I'm going to rate it as an alternative fact. You cannot possibly that- say. You cannot possibly Make that call this early. That's the in his first career. time
0: is that the first time we've done the music by Moscow. Where something hasn't been rated. Like I, I cannot rate this. All
2: right. To say that Fair he, enough, I mate. mean, it could be. It would have been like judging Lamar Odom on his on his first year. Like he was he was injured. You can also get success stories like Joel Embiid. Well, we'll wait is to see whether for... that is a success story. But it's looking good for uh, for starters. Um, I am not going to I'm not going to rate this one like it's it's troubling. There is no doubt like his shot is awkward. Um there's obviously still um issues with his shoulders else he wouldn't be shooting like this. Um but you know time t- I've got ai I've got a huge I've got faith in the and, and a lot of people a lot of people don't have faith in the Philadelphia medical team. Um but I do. They've they've produced um they've produced the goods. Uh, when time has been given to them, and I think this is the same. Just give Markel Foot some time; he will figure out how to. He will figure out how to work everything once his shoulder stops hurting. And if his shoulder never stops hurting, maybe maybe then after three years, if he's still getting shoulder problems, then we can talk about hey, is he done? But this I don't is know if we'll be doing a
0: podcast. I don't know if we will doing a podcast in three years' time with all the trash we've been giving to Michael Jordan, Nick. Yeah, we, we are <laughs> but, getting uh, shut down
2: after this episode. In fact, he's probably listening right yeah. now and he's looking to remotely control my computer and just corrupt it. It would not, uh, uh, would it not surprise me.
0: Drones are coming your way, Nick. That's but, it. Uh, right now, uh, it's time for JB Team of the Week. Hey, wait a
2: J.B. Team of the Week. Welcome to J.B. Team of the Week. Uh, For those of you who are new, this is where Jack and myself recognize the players that have been outstanding in their position for the week just gone. Each player... um, Sorry, i just... Hold on a sec. Did you forget how to speak then? No, I had a frog in my throat. Um, it's gone now, I killed it Um, (laughs) (laughs) each week five players get chosen um, and players who feature the most at the end of the year will make JB Team of the Year and individual performances, JBT MVP Uh, so we'll crack on here mate point guard, John Wall John Wall, is this his first appearance on uh, JB Team? I think it might be Uh, he has been injured a lot Um, John Wall led his Wizards in an OT win against the Nets 23 points, 16 assists. He is third in assists right now. Um, uh, three rebounds, two steals along with that. Good defensive efforts from there from Johnny. Uh, shooting guard Devin Booker recorded his second 40-plus game of the season. The season. Is he, is he 20 yet? Is he 21? I don't know. Um, I don't know if he can drink I don't yet. I, <laughs> I don't think he can drink, and maybe that's why he's the superstar. No, nah, he is. Um, He's
0: 21, and he's had I think he's also had 15 30-point games after the other night as well. He's
2: killing it. He's he's amazing. Uh, 40-point game of the season against the Trailblazers, 43 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. He's doing everything. 8 assists as well. His passing is a very underrated part of his game. Jack, front court. Front
0: court, Nicholas. Now, for those that uh, were paying attention to our mid-season awards, you may know uh, where the leaderboard is, but if you haven't, check out our mid-season awards show Came out on Wednesday. Give it a listen. Give it a rate. Give it a review. Uh, we got you two episodes last week, ladies and gents. Make it count. No, we are uh, just so at the small. We aren't as selfless as selfless can be. We are so selfless. We're selfish. Uh, at the small forward, Nicholas Giannis had a redonkulous night against the Wizards, posting a twenty twenty stat line: twenty seven points, twenty rebounds, you know, six assists, two blocks. He killed you. He destroyed you, and um, he he is. He is a a, a marvel in every sense of the word. Power forward, Anthony Davis had quite the night in New York. 48 points, 17 rebounds, 4 steals, 3 blocks, 17 of thirty from the field, 2 of 6 from 3. And then he had his second straight game with 45 points and 15 rebounds against the Celtics. It's only the second time he's had... It's the second time he's had a two-game streak of that kind alongside one of seven players. uh, Wilt Chamberlain, Charles Barkley, Moses Malone, McAdoo, Elgin Baylor, and Bellamy. Anthony Davis had his ninth 40 Point fifteen rebound in his career since 1983. Only four other players, Patrick Ewing, Shaft, Barkley, Malone, Hakeem, have had nine 40-15 games. Uh, some illustrious company there. And at the center position, uh, Nicole Jokic of the Denver Nuggets uh, walked away with the line of the night in Denver's 105-102 win over Dallas. 29 points, 18 boards, including nine offensive rebounds, seven assists, two steals, and one block, all in 33 minutes of time. That is our JB Team of the Week. That Nick, is, you got a
2: nice... That is some incredible... incredible. Just on Anthony Davis, that is just amazing. He is... Oh, people, were, people have been so low on him because it's like, oh, he hasn't won a
0: playoff game. Who cares? Look at him. Look at him play. Yeah. He's amazing. He's so freaking good. Nick, we've got something cool and new for Rookie Watch. Yeah, look
2: at me. Look at me, look a, look look at me go. Uh, so now, let us introduce Rookie Watch.
1: Put it down, young fella. Best all-around rookie Never ever. The best rookie we've ever seen. Lesson one, rookie. Expect the unexpected.
2: Welcome to Rookie Watch. Bit of a new jam there. Love it. Um, for those of you who are new to the podcast, this is where we rank the rookies based on their performances this week. Uh, we award one, two, three votes, um, and we'll tally them at the end of the year to see who wins JBT Rookie of the Year. Uh so one vote goes to K Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma had yet another solid performance uh this time against Dallas. Uh with 18 points, 10 rebounds, three assists and a steal, chuck a steal in there as well. Um two votes uh D Fox, D A Fox, I guess. No, not really. D Fox. Um in a loss uh, to the Clippers, uh De'Aaron Fox was a uh, was a bright spot with a point assist, double-double, 17 points, 10 assists, one rebound, two steals. Good stuff there from the Fox man. What does the Fox say?
0: Is that what it says? Yeah,
2: that is. (laughs) Fact. Uh, Three votes, mate. Um, Go for it. No surprises here, I reckon.
0: Three votes, no surprises at all, Nick. He's certainly working his way up that leaderboard. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was outstanding yet again this time against the Kings, funnily enough. He's 14 of, 19 shooting, 14 of 19 shooting from the field and 34 points is the highest field goal percentage, 73.7, in a 30-point performance by a rookie guard in nearly eight years. He's also in the top five with fewest career games to reach five 30-point games. Now, on that leaderboard is Allen Iverson, LeBron James, Blake Griffin, Shaquille O'Neal, and Donovan Mitchell. Those are some pretty bloody good players on that list, and Donovan Mitchell is cementing himself as an absolute bonafide
2: killer. Mm, Definitely, mate. He's um, yeah, well, exactly right. Exactly like you said. Like this, this year's rookie um, rookie race, I guess, the rookie of the year has just been awesome. Donovan Mitchell with the late the late surge. uh, He has been absolutely amazing, Um, mate. Good contribution, Nick. Yes, thank you. I um, I, I try. I, try. Um, I reckon we got time for a little bit of a quick off-topic, don't you? I think... Uh...
0: Let's do it, mate. Yeah, well, mate. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, Let's smash it. Play that funky music. How about we play the basketball? What the heck are you talking about? Now, the question is, pants or shorts?
2: Sandwiches, toasted or fresh?
0: He just sits on people. That is complete shit. What? What,
1: what, 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 what the hell is
0: wrong with you people? Off topic. Off topic. Off topic. Off
2: topic. Yes, welcome to this week's Off Topic. Uh, mate, do you want to take us through what we'll be spieling about uh, today?
0: All right, so uh, Donald Trump, a.k.a. Donnie T, branded... Donnie T. Many... <laughs> you told me to never say it It is disgusting. It is honest... it's gross. <laughs> it's probably his porn star name that he used when he was fucking Daniel. <laughs> oh God, don't even. Uh, That's a bad image. That is a terrible, terrible image. Uh, <laughs> he's killed all the sharks next. Uh, earlier <laughs> in the week, <laughs> he branded uh, many predominantly black countries shithole countries now in honor of the narcissistically delusional american overlord we thought we'd chat about our best and worst travel experiences nick me and you have gone around Mm -hmm. and we even did some traveling together which was fun Mm -hmm. Uh, we had a lot of fun uh and some good times there were some uh not so fun times as well um it can't all be fun so uh what are your highlights your lowlights uh give me your thoughts on uh traveling well i've I've never
2: had anything like catastrophically bad happen to me like in terms of like a flight being canceled or being late to the airport and then you know i've never had a problem with like customs or like security i've had nothing it's been a pretty stress-free travel experience for the for the many places that i've gone um you wouldn't go on
0: my my first ever travel experience when I was twenty, um, I was going to Coachella for the first time. Um, I'm the basic white bitch of travellers, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kings of Leon, Black Keys, and Kanye West. Yeah, Western I know China. that's, I think that's people... pretty damn good. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I remember and that. So year I, went, yeah.
0: yeah, so I was booking uh, flights through Qantas, and right at the airport, I'm always early. I'm always three four hours early for international flights, and get there, and they're like, uh, the flight's been overbooked. Um, would you take a flight tomorrow? I'm like, oh, rightio. So this is uh, this is how we do things when we uh, travel around the world. Luckily, still made in time for the festival, Kings of Leon rock, but it uh, certainly left the mark on me. Um, I'm also a very wary traveller. You got to stay safe these days. But yes. I've never had, yes, yeah, I've never right. really had anything. Anything horrible um, well I think it's just because no. we've
2: got we've got sense mate like we know we know to, how to answer customs questions like if someone offers us a bag of powder on the street, we say no um'll you know just, just we do just all right. just, okay. just I'll, stuff, I'll do that just stuff like that like time. keep your possessions on you like I've never had anything stolen overseas um and you you hear these stories all the time in fact like, we're just a, we're just smart travel tra- travelers so this is this is more an off topic of how good my travels have been. My favorite places well, that had, are gone, mate. Like America. America is
0: amazing. Well, yeah, New York. New York was so fun. We, we, uh, the city of apples, as we like to call it. We exactly. had plenty of fun there. Uh, me and you, we had plenty of bro dates. Yeah, we went. Uh, we played some pickup basketball at Central Park. Um, absolute highlight. Mm-hmm. Got fat with some pasta afterwards. Mm. Still one of the best pastas I've ever had. Yes. Yeah. So,
2: agreed. Like a crazy good lamb ragu pasta. I'll never forget. Oh my God! I'll never God. forget. It was so i so goddamn good.
0: <laughs> we need to go back to that place, and I don't, I don't remember even know where, where it was exactly. I don't remember where it was. <laughs> we, just... Did, I, we just went to we played ball. So like we'll set the scene. Nick and I tried to play as much ball as in, in New York as we could. So we we love playing one on one. We need to keep sharp, hmm. um, you know. Uh, so we went to Central Park. You know, we we sent we lent them our ID cards. So they gave us the ball. We we played till twenty one. It was solid. I think it was like seventeen to twenty-one. We're always close. Me and Nick, because he's got a great J. I'm a bit taller than him, so it's always close. And then after, we're sweating. We're hungry. It's you know midday. We hadn't eaten. We had probably an apple. We, I think we did. No, we did. We went. To, didn't we go to a street stand? Yeah, we we walked like past.
2: A, we walked past a, a, a fruit vendor so like on the on the street, and we just and bought, we bought an apple. Yeah, or an apple or banana. Uh, this was before. Yeah. I think it was before. And then yeah, it was. Yeah, and then yeah, we was just like screw it. Let's let's get something real to eat. Walked into so some random, I look, yeah, past the place. It was brilliant.
0: I, yeah, I look up Yelp. I'm like on the corner. It, well, obviously, you're in Central Park, so you're like somewhat Upper East Side, up on West Side, like 70th Midtown-ish. And then just a, this past the place comes up on Yelp, and I'm like, all right, Nick, this looks all right. You want to go here? And it was like, if you want to take some dates there, for, for any New Yorkers out there, we haven't made it very descriptive. Uh, so we have no idea where the location is. It's It, it still remains a mystery. But we're gonna recreate that day uh, because it was one of the best days of my life. Um, I'm sure our girlfriends are listening right now and are very jealous that we've had so many bromantic dates. Yep, definitely, the golfing. Oh, was was the golfing. golf uh, on Chelsea Harbour. Um, oh,
2: we did that one. That was one. that was fun. It was it was worse because the 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 guy next to us was like a bloody pro <laughs> so golfer. Good. He was so good, and then I'm I'm hitting the turf. I'm not even hitting the ball. Like, my first three swings, I just took... I'm surprised I didn't break the club.
0: Like, I smacked the yeah. ground.
2: But, yeah, all those, very all very fun uh, travel experiences.
0: For those that do want to find out how bad Nick really is, go all the way back to the start of our photos and videos yeah, on our timeline on Facebook. It's there. Like, it when we first there. started the pod, we just roasted each other, like, basically every week until we started getting, you know, 3,000 followers. Uh, so we had to get a bit... More more professional for our for our fans. We we owe it to them, but I still love to roast Nick every now and then. But Nick, we got to get together. You came over here to London, which was wonderful as well. You and uh, Chelsea were here for a couple of days, then you spent some time with us. So yeah, we've uh, we we do well when it comes to travel. Um, I think Donny T needs to learn some respect because you know there's plenty of those so called shithole countries that are coming to America and are absolutely uh enriching the status of it and that's what what makes america great for me he says make america great again i think that's what makes america great Mm. their their diversity and that's what makes australia great that's what makes everywhere great definitely the difference and the uniqueness and what makes us awesome that's how we were able to do a podcast with a guy from america he he made us great because he appeared on our podcast so Let's uh, – we, we, we finish it on an uplifting note, Nick. Well, I just want to say um, one thing go. just in terms of uh, – Go, go, go. One of my
2: favorite and very surprising travel destinations, if you haven't been, um, like this was more of a stop-through than anything, was Slovenia. We, went, we stopped through Slovenia, Slovenia um, in Ljubljana. Ljubljana. Ljubljana.
0: Gor, Goran Dragic, home of Goran Dragic, he, I think.
2: That is, that is a, a brilliant city and it was i think it was more because i had no expectation i came into it not expecting much it's a, it was great like they sell horse Is that where you got a th- which that, you know is
0: okay,
2: I, I didn't eat it but they do sell it good i wasn't game but
0: well, iceland it was good. iceland sells um iceland sells whale i remember going to iceland and they, it was pretty cheap <laughs> i was like the the cur- the curiosity almost got me there Nick but I couldn't I couldn't eat free willie I just no, couldn't. I, I wouldn't yeah no. my my 10-year-old self wouldn't forgive me so is that where you got the apple sort of apple like carbonated apple juice for us it's is Slovenia or was that like Oh internet, no that was or, um
2: it? it that was um oh god what's it called almdudla almdudla it was a um it's like the national drink of Austria you can only right. get it in Austria it's good like the, the, stuff, good. the stuff I gave you was, um, it's like Coke. Like you drink Coke, like, like fresh Coke. Oh God. It's so much better than the glass stuff. So like I brought it home, um, to Australia. This was, you know, three, four weeks after I had bought it and I was tasting it myself and I'm like, it's not as good. It needs like, nah. it's, it's, br- that's all I drank in, um, uh, in Austria. It was so good. It was so good. Anyway. I digress. That's another. Lovely there you go. There, there's another. There's another thing. If you go to Austria, try Almdudler, and like. Where
0: people of the yeah. world, Nicholas, we have fans everywhere. So we wanna we wanna expand our. If you've got any uh, travel tips for us, you know, uh, hit Indeed. us up. You know, if you want an off topic about you know Chile or Montenegro or Honduras? Uh, we can do our research. We'd love to. We we're men. We're men of the world. I've been Unlike, to Montenegro. Uh, True. You've been to? Have you been
2: I have. to Montenegro? I've uh, I, I drove again a little what? a little drive through. I, I drove through Montenegro.
0: How the hell did I not? Know? How do I? What? Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's a it's a cool it's a cool country. It's, it's like amazing scenery. There's mountains everywhere. Um, no, it'd see. be good for yeah, good for a hiking like adventure track. Yeah, I like it. Anyway, that's yeah, uh yeah cool, a little bit of a tidbit there. Anyway, let's uh do a, you you could take the outro. You take the wheel, mate. I'm I'm tired. I'm I'm hungry. I'm grouchy. And, All right, um, uh, yeah. I'll
0: let you get some food while I Yum. do the do the outro. Just as ever, guys and Jesse, uh, thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of Just Ball Things NBA podcast. As always, you can find us on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Helps us out heaps. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter at the JManJBT JBT is myself or at JBT Nick is Nicholas. Uh, you should also hit up at OTG Basketball where you can read some awesome NBA articles we are part of their podcast network we are taking over the world I have an article out this weekend uh, about the NBA trade deadline they're doing some uh, awesome stuff there some trade bonanza galore Uh, we've got Facebook so just search Just More Things NBA Podcast you'll find us just reached over 3,000 followers in the uh, coming days this week so Mm -hmm. thank you to all of you who have liked our page we thoroughly appreciate it Hit us up on email. We'll read them. We do it. We have no shame. Um, we want it. We do anything. Uh, Podcast, gmail.com. You know what to do. Remember, it's you guys who make the show great. So we appreciate any and every post heading our way. So until next week, keep the stars.